in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Teo Sokol, and I'm joined by my uh, very uh, frightening at times and uh, breath-holding co-host, Chris Dewar. And uh, this edition of Potential Picks, we're reviewing the latest American horror thriller sequel, Don't Breathe 2, directed by Rodo Sayegas and his directorial debut from a screenplay he co-wrote with Fede Alvarez, director of the first film, 2016's Don't Breathe. Uh, now this uh, one continues the story of our main character, who was uh, portrayed by Stephen Lang, uh, who is a blind veteran, and uh, in this one he is uh, protecting a young girl that he has kind of... Um, pseudo adopted on the film and we see uh, his continued story in this film now you know chris you know me i'm not uh, a horror film uh, aficionado but i'm getting there so i was uh you know interested to you know get this get this out there again i think when it ever comes to sequels there's always a little trepidation but with the the first one that came out several years ago there was it became a really big kind of sleeper hit and i think everyone really kind of it was a really interesting concept where you know these these burglars are these kids you know the the you know the predator becomes the prey sort of thing and uh, it's that whole kind of trope where it flips it on his axis and this is a good horror film where it's not any supernatural elements it's all like something scary where it could happen you never know but um you know let's uh, go off with you what were your thoughts um you know going into this film you know obviously in the trailer and then you know what were your uh, reactions to this uh film i was ready to see how this movie would go. I'm sorry, I had to do Stephen Lang for like two seconds. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I remember I remember seeing Don't Breathe in Dubai. It was when I was working in Dubai with a couple of friends. And I do, yeah, I do agree. It was one of those movies. It wasn't a huge, huge hit, but it was a, a, a movie that I think people, it surprised them. It surprised the concept. Um, this whole idea of a man that he's blind and so almost like daredevil in a way uh because he's blind he has um very strong use of his other senses especially hearing and uh yeah and that film what was interesting though is that he really was he was the enemy he was the terror he was you know the monster this one the moment we saw the trailers you had to kind of go with oh they're painting him almost like the hero and wondering how are they going to play up the fact that he has done some really bad things in the past uh things that definitely come to light in the original film but i like the concept and i'm thinking oh you know man it's been five years since that other film uh you know i think stephen lang he's been an actor that uh ever since avatar came out i've really wanted him to have a lot more work than he has uh has got uh, I'm just waiting for him to enter the MCU or the uh, DC at this point. Um, I feel like he'd be either a solid villain or, you know, an older hero. But I was intrigued to see, okay, where is this going to go? And obviously just the thrillerized sense of, okay, now let's see him take out a group of guys that are trying to, what we, what we see from the trailer is try to 
steal maybe something from the house. Um, this isn't a spoiler, but you get the idea that, oh, these people are actually, they're, they're trying to find young children for organs. Uh, you know, it's, you see a scan, uh, you know, see a thing on the newspaper and the news, like there's someone out there who's trying to kidnap people to get their organs. So a little black market situation. So it's kind of one of those movies where you're like, these guys are also bad. So I don't mind to see him kind of go Terminator mode and like take them out. And this one really did play out to be more of a revenge story than the original, but I think it still was, it was thrilling. It was entertaining. I love that this movie paced itself. Um, You know, this is kind of a movie where it could go straight to the killing or the attack. And a lot of the, the beginning of this movie, the first, like I'd say 40 minutes a lot of it is slow paced and it builds that tension and it really did play into very similar to the first one, you know? Yeah. It played into the silence, which I, I really did appreciate, you know, the whole kind of first, you can kind of tell from the trailer, the first big sequence of these guys trying to essentially kidnap this young girl. Um, it is a nice long, well shot sequence for you're you're constantly on your, your, your toes wondering like, okay, how's this going to work out? And, you know, a, a great partner, uh, casting here of a Madeline Grace who plays Phoenix, this uh, adopted daughter of, of the blind man, Norman. I thought she did a great job in this movie. She she blended really well with Stephen Lang. There was definitely a connection there. And I like that she kind of has learned a lot of similar things that he would do in these situations. She's kind of like his, his little Padawan in a way. Um, and honestly, yeah, this movie, it wasn't, uh, it, it didn't feel like just a waste a wasted sequel. If like they they took some time with it and took a a, a couple new twists with uh, the lore, if you will. Um, so I was excited for it, and I was like, you know what, this was a good time. This character is very interesting. This blind man, uh, and again, using the senses to your betterment for survival and also for revenge is pretty awesome. Yeah. Now. I agree 100% what you said, Chris. I thought it, it took the sequel and, and kind of blew it up in some aspects, a different, you know, there. Uh, so you get a little bigger and better. And I think you got to go to that in the sequel, but it had a lot more heart to this one than the other one. And it's tough when you have this really, like, in the first movie, again, he's a very messed up guy. Um, but they paint him, it's amazing how you can paint the character very sympathetic and you, you root for that person. Um, I think and you might agree with me, the only complaint we would have with this one is, you know, when it gets to a certain point when there's, you know, more action that could have happened, they kind of slacked on that and kind of like, okay, these, the, the, bat, the, the, not the climax, but you know, the, the third act, it kind of went a little too quickly. And I would have liked I to agree. see, you know, a little, see a little bit more. I think the slowness in the beginning, there should have just been then action throughout. But, um, you know, overall I thought, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed with Stephen Lang's work, especially that he, you know, went to, he did a lot of, a lot of research for this role. I believe, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but I know that he went to like, um, uh, different, like the American Society for the Blind. He like went to work with like people who were uh, physically blind to, to really learn and to get it. And that's, that's the thing when you have actors performing in maybe a handicapable uh, position where they can't see or, uh, using wheelchair or, or some sort of that. So there's always that tricky situation where you have an able-bodied actor doing that. But I thought he handled it really well and he really 
took the role very seriously in terms of portraying it accurately. So I have a lot of respect for him. But um, yeah, I mean, again, you, you uh, the acting was great and having uh, this Madeline Grace as Phoenix, uh, she was just great. And I look forward to seeing uh, some stuff for her in the future. So it is always nice seeing when you get some of these unknown uh, actors and actresses, uh, especially young actresses and actors. That's just, it's, it's amazing to see what they can do and for a child actor she did an amazing job and i think that can really make or break the film when you've got to kind of connect with her and the main characters it's kind of like a little bit of uh what do you like about it it's got a little bit of that john wick you know action and then you know uh protection and then you've got um you know the classic kind of liam neeson thing you know like i know i'm calm to you you know so so that was good so i really i was really excited and definitely worth seeing in the big screen for sure yeah, there's almost a, a similar like The Last of Us relationship of Joel and Ellie to these two characters. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Stephen Lang, he really he really does carry this film, you know, even with its flaws. Uh, he's so fun to watch. And yeah, again, how dedicated he is to uh, playing the calm person that you don't think has this other side. And, you know, they play a little more into this film about, you know, he is this war veteran. Um, assuming the Vietnam War era and just how a lot of people did not come back the same. And, you know, this kind of feels like it'd be one of those things where, I mean, I don't know if it would be Lang himself, but if they if they continue this franchise, which there's somewhat of a, a open ending to maybe do a third film, um, if they were to show a little bit maybe of like a flashbacks of maybe in Vietnam is when he became blind. And like, you know, you see, maybe see how, how he trained himself to have use of his senses to his, you know, there betterment. could be, there could be some stories there, um, you know, before, before we see him in the first film, that, that there could be some really epic stuff of young, you know, and it may have a different actor, maybe a younger uh, version of that character. They can call it do breathe. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it was worth seeing in the theater, especially nowadays, you know, again, just getting movies back uh, open in theaters uh, I feel like this is one that would not have worked as well had it been watched from home just because a lot of it is the big scale. Uh, again, it's mostly these, you know, these houses or like hotel, you know, it's all very still close corners, which makes it for more of the thriller aspect of, oh my gosh, wh where is he? What's it going to happen? Um, I feel like it was definitely a, a better film to have seen on the big screen. So I was happy with the outcome. I do agree with you. It, it needed a little more oomph uh in the last act only i mean i think it was a satisfying ending it just um it did kind of feel like they had to rush certain scenes to get to the climax um but uh i i think i can see why they probably are like we can't have this movie be two and a half hours uh you know this kind of movies the horror uh thriller ones you know once you start pushing past hour 40 people are gonna get bored so I think it's at a solid length, you know, 98 minutes, uh, nothing too long. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with this franchise? But uh, I, I dug it. I was excited to see it. Absolutely. Me too. And uh, definitely another worthy addition uh, into the horror genre of films. And uh, definitely uh, would like to see maybe more from this universe. Who knows what's going to happen? So, of course... Again, as we said, you can check this film out now in theaters. Don't breathe too. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter 
at the potential pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.